You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Okay. So, that cool voice that you just heard was actually one of the guests on our show today. You will meet him soon. But let's just say he can do a really, really cool big movie voice. And just a reminder to all of our listeners here at KUCI, the views and opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, UC Irvine, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information, please go to KUCI.org. So, um, today on our show, we're going to do something pretty different. Well, not really, but kind of. So, for the past couple of weeks, I been having um two guests come on every episode and each tell a story around the theme of the week and they each get about half half the show to themselves but this week uh we have a pretty special theme and to go with that special theme we have some pretty special people and they're actually going to be in one room at the same time so i've got four guests today actually instead of the usual two, and it's going to be crazy. Um, Today on our show, Combos at the Counter with Angela Gao, episode five? I think it's episode five. Episode five, Perfect Pitch. Uh, And my guests are here, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Jessica. I'm a second year at UCI, um, and I study psychology and social behavior. Uh, what instruments I play? Okay, I okay. play <laughs> the piano, um, flute. I did pick up the violin when I was in middle school, and I also play tuba and baritone, which is also euphonium in high school. And now I play the guitar and. Um, I can play a little bit of drums. Jeremy's mouth was wide open, <laughs> just to let everyone know. In amazement. <laughs> let the record show. Okay. Hi, my name is Jeremy. Uh, I'm a third year political science and criminology double, um, and I just play the piano and saxophone. Okay, so I'm Seraph. Um, I'm a fifth year at UC Irvine right now. Um, I play the piano and I sing. Um, oh yeah, I'm a piano performance major. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is James. I am a recent grad, class of 2012. Uh, I studied music and I play uh, most of the brass instruments, trumpet, like pretty much anything with vowels, trumpet, French horn, baritone, tuba, a little bit of piano. Uh, and a couple of random world music instruments, like a Persian flute, and I sing in beatbox. Jeremy, can you describe for us what Perfect Pitch is? Sure. Perfect Pitch is something where if you listen to a note, then actually it doesn't even have to be a note. If you listen to something, you can tell what note it is. So... If I hummed any note, you would be able to tell what it is. Yes. Okay. If it's on pitch. 
<laughs> and if it's on pitch. <laughs> <laughs> if it's close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my first question on my extensive list of questions <laughs> is um, when and how did you find out that you had perfect pitch? Okay. Uh, I found out when my piano teacher told me when I was in um, elementary school. Because uh, I had several piano teachers and they all told me that, so I just assumed I do. And then, because when, when they, um, usually if people have piano teachers like, give, have you do listening tests or just listening practices, uh-huh. and then where they play a key, a note on the, on the keyboard and they have to guess the note or tell what the note is, and I always just do it, so they just think I do. I think that's, yeah. Um, so since I've been playing piano ever since second grade, I've also been doing music theory along with it. And I remember in sometime in elementary school, um, my piano teacher also made me do ear training evaluations. And back in the day, she used an old computer with um, headphones and it would just test you on musical abilities and techniques and ear training. So, um, So what that consisted of would be like testing if you knew what a major minor scale was it includes major minor scale intervals. harmonic you know melodic minors you know just things like that um, it also tested you on okay here's a note what note is this so um, one day I was doing ear training evaluation on the on this old computer and it was playing a bunch of notes and I was getting them right all the time except there was one note apparently I got wrong and I was so confident in myself that I redid that whole section and I did everything and I got everything right except that one question and I was so confident in myself that I told my piano teacher and my piano teacher who also has perfect pitch evaluated it noticed that I caught a an error in the computer program so she just tested me there and I had perfect pitch I, when I was in 10th grade, I took an AP music theory class for, uh, for high school. And uh, while we were in the class, my teacher would do ear training exercises a lot like Jeremy. But she would just she would play a chord on the keyboard and we were supposed to write down if it was a major chord or a minor chord, which is pretty simple ear training for you to be able to tell because they sound different. Um, but my teacher noticed that instead of just writing major or minor, I kind of misunderstood and I thought we were supposed to write the chord. So I'd been writing the chords with like D minor or F major or like C sharp minor or something like that. And like would and pass in the pass in the paper and she was like, oh, ha ha ha, you don't have to write the write the letters until she realized that I had all the right letters and then she was like, stay after class. And I was like, oh no. And I thought I was in a big trouble but um, she was just played a couple notes on the piano, like, what's this, what's this? And made sure I wasn't looking. And after naming all of them correctly and, um, and then correctly tuning a note, um, she, she was like, I think you might have perfect pitch. And so that's when, that's the day I found out. So I was, well, yeah, 
I was born with perfect pitch. Um, and then, <laughs> oh my gosh, surprise. Um, but I always thought that people just knew what the notes were, that it wasn't like, it, like you, if you knew the note, you knew the notes. Like if you know what blue means, then that's what blue means. And you know, you can see the color blue in your head and stuff like that. Um, I think my piano teacher kind of figured it out that I had perfect pitch, but he had perfect pitch too. And then I don't think he ever said like, oh my gosh, you have perfect pitch. Um, and so I kind of just went through life thinking everyone was like me. And um, I think I was in a choir class and I was able to sight sing everything without being given um, a starting note. And my teacher was like, whoa, what's this note? She like played a note on the piano and I was like, um, E? And then she kept on doing it and then she realized, she was like, you have perfect pitch. And I was like, what's perfect pitch? And then she was like, stay after class. And then- <laughs> <laughs> I see a common joke yeah. <laughs> And then she was just like, oh, I have to test this. And then she explained it to me and she was like, oh, it's where you like, remember like all the pitches and you don't need a starting note and it's super special. And I was like, oh, I thought everyone was like me. And she was like, no. And I was like, I've been thinking everyone was so dumb, but it was just because I was special. <laughs> wow. I was wow. a really humble kid. I know, I'm so humble. <laughs> Were any of you shocked to find out that like perfect pitch was, uh, was a unique quality? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been growing up my whole life listening to music and stuff and being able to pick out things and remember remember melodies from my childhood, like a game that I played in my childhood, like in high school or something, without without really trying. And I just thought everybody was like that. So when I would talk to people and be like, oh, that song that we heard like four years ago, and they're like, what? I was like, how could you not remember? And then uh, when I found out that it was actually a really special thing, I was like, oh, cool, superpowers. So has there ever been a time when your perfect pitch has come in really handy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, um, so I mentioned I took a, a, string, a beginning string class in middle school. And then like in that class you have to tune all our violins, so everyone like just giving their, their instrument, their violins, violas to tune for them. Oh, so like so all of your violas. classmates would come up to you and be like, hey, Jessica, um, yeah, they can just you tune my violin? Yeah, they just pass me one by one. It's like an assembly line. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Flat, sharp, nope. <laughs> or like someone just asked like, hey, what's, what note is this? What is this? I just said, oh, okay. it's B, B flat, whatever. Yeah. How about you? Um, I would say that the time that Perfect Pitch helped me out the most was when I took um, AP Music Theory um, as a sophomore in high school and so humble. Yeah. there was I remember this one part very um, vividly where it said okay this guy is gonna play um, some measures um, on a euphonium and I instantly knew, okay, euphonium's in a different key. Okay, I got to be prepared for this. Can you explain to our listeners who are not familiar with different keys and different musical instruments, like how that works? Okay, certainly. So the piano is C major. Um, like I play an E flat alto saxophone. So if you play a C on a saxophone, it sounds like an E flat on 
the piano. Oh, okay, so the different instruments are are tuned sort of differently. Yeah, they, they use different pitch references. It's kind of starting like, points. Yeah. yeah, starting points. It's kind of like uh, if we were going through the alphabet, and there are some people that for some reason or another started on a different letter, like. So instead of being instead like, of like A B C D E F G, they're like C D E F G H I. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so what I did was they wanted the notes from the euphonium perspective, if that uh-huh. makes any sense. Uh-huh. But my head, because I've been doing piano so long, took the notes and it gave me, oh, this is from the perspective of a piano. So all I had to do was oh. write down all the notes and then go up like three half steps or whatever. Okay, sort of like translating language. It's called transposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in choir, I was their human pitch pipe. Mm. Um, so we would go out to sing, like before football games, we would sing the national anthem. And then I would walk around the choir and I would hum the starting note for each group. And so people thought it was pretty cool. And so I'd walk to the section, I would hum, and then they would get the pitch and they would just keep it going. And then I would walk to the next section and then hum that right pitch. And then they would remember that. And then I went on and on and on. So it was pretty also for CM, dude, like I didn't even really need to know, like as a kid, I took the CM. So CM is Certificate of Merit. It's like this, this standard thing, like if you get certificates, you're like certified. Um, it is, it's, it's just like, it's just to show like, uh, like have like tangible proof, like I have these skills, you know, and it's part of the state of California. Um, it's part of the Music Teachers Association of California, which is like the biggest collection of music teachers ever. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, like for CM when they did ear training, it was really easy because I I knew what they were playing. Like it wasn't just like I knew the rhythm. I could double check rhythm and pitch, and so I was just like, this is super easy. My ear training was like really great. Um, I actually used mine for my college audition. Ooh because um, to send in for to be a music major you have to send in a CD that contains a certain amount of music and um, they switched the requirements the year that I was gonna audition so I had a, I had been practicing music that was invalidated when they switched it so I had to like find new music uh-huh. and one of the one of the options on the list was a solo from a song that um, that I hadn't seen and didn't have sheet music for. So I went on YouTube and found it and listened to it and wrote it down and recorded it for my college audition. Wow, in, in what little time that you had left? About an hour. Wow. <laughs> okay, that is pretty useful. <laughs> hey man. Uh, hey, it works, For our listeners just tuning in, this is Convos at the Counter with Angela Gao, and this is episode 5, Perfect Pitch. We bring you stories from people who have perfect pitch. So, I'm wondering, does perfect pitch allow you to become fantastic singers? Because (laughs) you know... (laughs) No, I can easily answer that. No. No. Yeah, just... Just because you can sing accurately does not mean that you can sing well. (laughs) There's a big difference. And just because you have perfect pitch does not mean you can sing well. I am a great example of that. Like, for most of my life, I 
I was like literally too scared to sing because I knew the sound of my own voice would hurt my own ears. Therefore, <laughs> I wouldn't sing very loud. Yeah, there's like um, a huge difference between Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Oh God. Like, okay. It's like uh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's like I know every time I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so singing is sort of like a separate gift on its own. Yeah. And you yeah. just have it's that. like a practice skill, I would say. Okay. A lot of it's yeah. practice skill where it just it helps because you can sing like accurately, but mm. the actual tone and stuff. I mean, there are people with perfect pitch who can sing and they can sing very well, and there are people with perfect pitch who can't sing and know that and don't sing. And then there are people without perfect pitch who can sing very well, but kind of go off sometimes and aren't so sure of it. You know, like it, like. It just, it helps with perfect pitch because you're like, you know exactly when you're off and how much you're off by and how you should fix it. Mm. Okay. And then there's people who can't sing and don't have perfect pitch. Right. And don't know it. Yeah, and don't just know it. Just sing. Anyway. <laughs> there was one more question that I wanted to ask. Just ask. Oh, okay, it? are there different like levels of having perfect pitch? Oh, oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, there yeah. are. Yeah. Okay, so so Sarah, why don't you start explaining that? Um, so there's some people who have perfect pitch, um, but they can only they they know what the note is, but they can't produce it. They can't pull it out of the air and be like, oh, this is an F, and then just sing an F. Mm. Um, you know. Not, like, regardless of the fact of whether or not they can sing. Like, there's some people who can do that. There's some people who can sing the note, but can't quite, like, when they hear it, then they're not so sure. You know, so there's different levels. Um, for me, I'm very classically trained in piano. And so I am the, what is that called? The even, even, even-tempered. Even? Even-tempered. Equal tempered. Equal tempered. Huh. Yeah, we equal got tempered. It. So I'm my perfect pitch is limited to equal tempered music. So if there's like half pitches, what are those called? Quarter like tones. Quarter and tones and stuff. I just hear it as just wrong. And I mean, I know I know which notes it's in between, and I know like if I actually stopped cringing and thought about it, and like actually listened to it, then I would know it's like oh, it's this quarter tone, it's this quarter tone, but. Usually my brain will just try to push it up or push it down, <laughs> you know, depending on which note it's closest to in the equal temperament. So, like, basically it's not as specific as you could get it to be. I, mean, I think it's it was just because Seraph was trained in yeah. piano, but the Western style. Yeah, it's so very like Western Eastern. European. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, like, in, in Easternish music. Persian music. Persian. Like, in particular. Okay. Like yeah, Middle Eastern music. There's oh, yeah. lots of quarter tones and stuff. I took a Persian music. I could not sing on pitch. Like I would always just push the note up or push it down, and my teacher was like, "No, that's not the right note." And I'm like, "Yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> a Persian music was, class. Yeah. yeah. I took a Persian music class. Drove me nuts. And I studied the Persian music. I studied Persian music for all four of my years at UCI, and like, am very comfortable with with quarter tones. But never get a chance to use them because uh, because I'm not in the class anymore. Oh. So if I hear something, I'll hear. Oh, I could be like, oh, that's definitely like E half flat. And whereas uh, I used to think, oh, that's a terrible E. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Okay, so is it, it's something that can be trained. Yeah, it's something that it's something that you can it can definitely be developed or improved upon. Okay. How about you guys? Mm, I think I'm like a relative kind of perfect pitch because I can tune guitar, but the first note I can't produce like like of a guitar say like it's G right, but if I what I think of a G might be slightly off from the perf like from the the actual G, uh-huh. and I'll tune everything like relative to that G that I, I think it is. But so the intervals will be right, but then the notes wouldn't be. Oh, because of that okay. first one that yeah. was off. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for me, I guess I have a. When when you talk about distinctions between perfect pitch in terms of like different levels of expertise, I imagine it as some people like my my piano professor. She was, her perfect pitch was amazing. Like I could play, you know, six seven notes. At the same time, and she would be able to tell me every single note that I played. For me, I'm, I I think that's pretty pro. I can only do like three, four max. Like, I don't know. I just, it's almost as if she's on a different level of perfect pitch. So yeah. Um, when you have perfect pitch, does that change your relationship with music? Hmm. What do you mean? Uh, like, see, okay, so I'm someone who doesn't have perfect pitch, and I really like music, and I listen to a lot of different kinds of music, but like my emotional attachment with music is only goes so far, and I'm wondering if having perfect pitch will give you sort of a different take. Like when you hear a song or a piece or whatever, like it does, I'm I'm wondering like does it sound any different than when I hear a song or a piece? And that might be hard to answer because you guys have been living with this thing for your <laughs> whole life and <laughs> you don't know what it's like not to have perfect pitch. I think that without actually having experienced it, I think we could probably liken it to if somebody was born with a really intense palate. Where they're able to, like, it doesn't necessarily create any new tastes for food, but they can pick up on like a deeper appreciation for it. I think kind of the same thing goes with perfect pitch, where we're hearing the same music as you definitely, and it's and it sounds mostly the same. But I think that there's there's a degree of when it's just precisely right that some people will kind of listen over and be like, eh? but people with perfect pitch they can recognize it or like, wow, like that was like professional that was precise that was we can hear it in more detail and i think that opens it for for the possibility of a greater appreciation mm-hmm. but i don't know okay. um the way i describe perfect pitch to non-perfect pitch people is um i pretend it's like it's like seeing a color right you see blue you see green you see red whatever you look at the color and your brain automatically knows what it is. That's a blue, that's green, that's red. And I feel like for us, it's like the same way for music. We hear a note, we instantly know what note it is. And for the rest of the world, the rest of the population, they just, they we hear the same notes. Mm. You just don't know, you're not 100% sure what note it is. So like if I was someone who was colorblind and I was looking at a painting, whereas someone with normal vision looking at a painting. Exactly, right, so somebody with color blindness and somebody who's just normal vision, they both see the same thing, 
It's just that the colorblind person just doesn't exactly know what color it is. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I think being able to know, like, what the notes are, like, if you know what the notes are, you know what the key is. Mm-hmm. Basically, you can figure it out just by looking at, you know, like, is it sharp? Are there sharps? Are there flats? And it really does help because, like, keys mean a lot of things to people. Like, composers will choose songs and put them in specific keys for specific reasons. Like, C major would, at least for me, you know, C major means, like, simplicity because it has no sharps and flats, you know. And then, like, different keys, different meanings. Um, so, like, having, having that without having to look at the music and without having to see it transcribed, um, it's just kind of a... It's, it's a bonus, you know, seeing deeper into, like, the composer's intentions and, like, how they wanted the song to be heard or used mm-hmm. and what they wanted it to mean. Yeah, I think, but in the more practical sense, like, in terms of, like, listening to music, to songs, um, it's easier for me to pick up songs, like, pick up the tune and then sing along with it, or it's easier for me to memorize it and then play at home by myself, you know, like, just enjoy like enjoy myself with it and then um yeah i think there might be there there may be a difference in terms of that and then just um appreciating music i guess in a way of like the enjoyment you have because you know the music like whoever sing it john mayer whoever it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) you know what kind of music you like (laughs) it's beautiful so you just want to like just keep on listening to it That's our show today. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to our wonderful four guests today. Um, Jessica Mao, Jeremy Jing, Sarah Flynn, and James Moore. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Keep, keep it constant. It's okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Very nice, Angela. Synchronized cutting us off. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> visit us online at convosatthecounter.wordpress.com that's the best place to listen to all of the old episodes actually it's the only place to listen to all the old episodes so head on over online if you if you feel so inclined and give all of our other episodes a listen otherwise off the couch with paul osgood is coming up next so stay tuned thank you for joining us this week here on Combos at the Counter.